Hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of Through Nick and Thin. The podcast where we watch every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order so that you don't have to. My name is Steve. I'm your host. Joining me as always is my co-host, Hannah. Hannah, I'm a little thrown off by our new podcast it, name. It caught me by surprise. I'm glad that you remembered because I definitely would have said the old podcast name <laughs> if I were leading this off. Yeah, I'll be honest. Some of our friends have given us some compliments on the new name and I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, so me too. Right in. I think it, um, let us know how really you feel exemplifies you know the the mood that we're going for here absolutely we are going for just a mood of exhaustion (laughs) and paranoia uh however this week was a brief respite from the exhaustion of these terrible terrible movies we've been watching because this week we watched a movie called the trust very briefly it is a sort of like a buddy cop movie between Nicolas Cage and Elijah Wood. They play dark the, comedy. Yeah, dark comedy, I would say. They play uh, cops working in the evidence collection room or the evidence collection warehouse of their precinct, and they stumble upon a way to get rich quick. So we'll get into that. We'll get into what makes this movie interesting and thrilling. We'll get into what makes this movie actually kind of funny. And uh, But before we do that, we're going to have Hannah please address the crowd, the audience before you. Some background information, some numbers, behind-the-scenes info. What do you got for us this week? It doesn't need to be that formal, Steve. I don't know. I'm panicking. It's okay. <laughs> um, I have a lot, actually, this week. Great. This is the first movie that came out in 2016 for Nicolas Cage. Mm. So there's a few things that happened in his life that I'll get to, but I think he has like five other movies or something this year, so I want to save some stuff for sure for next few podcasts because i'm not even sure that i will get that much information behind the scenes for some of them considering i've never heard of most of them yeah uh five of them he did have five movies in 2016 nailed it (laughs) the trust 2016 it has a 5.4 out of 10 on imdb and a 63 percent on rotten tomatoes i think that's fair but i also feel like i said because we've seen so many bad movies in a row of these nicholas cage movies it feels better than 63%, but I think 63 is pretty fair. What was Kick-Ass rated? Good question. Let me find out. I feel like this is the first movie since Kick-Ass that he's had the same, I don't know, spark to him. Kick-Ass was 76 on Rotten, okay. Rotten Tomatoes, so a little bit better. Well, I think the movie Kick-Ass was a better movie, but I think I his agree. performance, yeah. you know, I would say okay. kind of similar. Okay, I is it because they both have mustaches? Both you of know his what characters that very have mustaches. Well could be. And are either killer, cops killer or mustache. former cops. All right. Maybe that's maybe that's <laughs> my subconscious talking. Um, this movie broke even nine million at the in the budget, nine million at the box office. Yeah. So depending on how much they promoted and what their advertising dollars were like, they might have lost money. But I mean, we're getting into the era where we were fully aware of movies that were coming out. You know, this was only a few years ago. I was going to say, we were avid moviegoers a few years ago. Yeah. In 2016, you and I went to the movies like every weekend on on dates. Yeah. And I don't remember this I don't remember this ever. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the reasons why we may not know about it is because Mm -hmm. it's a directorial debut 
of a set of brothers, oh. the Brewer brothers, Alex and Ben Brewer. Okay. They have not done anything else. Really? They've done like music videos. Okay. But no other major motion pictures. Interesting. Yeah, there's a few major routes, I feel like, for directors to make their directorial debut. And I feel like there are a few directors who got their start in doing small things like commercials or music videos. I think more recently, people who are some other job on set, they also become directors sometimes. So I know more recently things like stunt coordinators or uh, CGI coordinators, Mm -hmm. they also become directors sometimes. But yeah, so interesting. I looked at Alex Brewer's um, IMDb page Mm -hmm. and it was kind of the opposite where this was one of the first things that he was credited for. And then it was a bunch of music videos. Oh, so I'm not sure if it's nepotism. Like, I don't know. How they got here. Huh. Weird. Okay. I couldn't find too much on them. Well, disregard everything they're pretty I irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> um, an actor named Jack, I don't know if it's Huston or Houston. Okay. H-U-S-T-O-N, which makes me think maybe Huston. Sure. He is from Boardwalk Empire. He's mm-hmm. a British actor. He was originally supposed to play Elijah Wood's character. I don't know mm-hmm. if you mentioned yet, but Elijah Wood plays... I think plays... I did say Elijah okay. Wood, yeah. So he plays uh, Nick Cage's partner Mm -hmm. so he was originally supposed to play that role but he dropped due to scheduling conflicts and i'm glad that elijah wood played that role because i thought that they had really good chemistry together i like elijah wood yeah Yeah. we'll talk a little bit about that and i (laughs) i read a really really cool article Hmm. a um an interview thanks do you want to talk about it yeah i do actually (laughs) i'm about to right now oh great buckle up uh i read an interview with elijah wood and mm. the interviewer had some pretty cool questions, which you don't always get. That's true. So it was pretty entertaining to read. Let's see. The first thing that Elijah said was that he was attracted to the project because it was funny, but also dark. Mm-hmm. But mostly it was an opportunity to work with one Nicholas Kim Coppola Cage. Ooh. The interviewer asked what his first Nicholas Cage memory was. And he said that probably it was watching Raising Arizona. And then he also gave a shout out to Vampire's Kiss. Really? He did. Wow. Loves Vampire's Kiss. Vampire's Kiss, it's a great movie. It's, it's fantastic. another dark comedy. Yeah. You know, if if you go in knowing Vampire's Kiss is a comedy, and then like, it's great. Oh, just a farce. Yeah. If if you go in thinking Vampire's Kiss is going to be something amazing, then you're going to be let down. But mm-hmm. knowing Vampire's Kiss, what it is, it's great. Super goofy. It's awesome. Really fun. So they, <laughs> the, um, the interviewer then asks him, I guess, you know, what it was like working with Nick. And, and the last thing that the interviewer says is, you know, it, it's got to be different than working with other actors. Like, I'm sure you get nervous to work with some famous actors, but Nick is more than a star. He is a meme. Yeah. That's what he says. Yeah. And then Elijah was like, yeah, Nick was something else, you know. <laughs> he is a little bit mythic. He <laughs> operates on a different level that is like cultural iconography. Uh, but we worked really well together. That's great. And he just kept talking up his relationship with Nick and, you know, how great Nick was to work with. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a while since Nick has had any issues on set with anybody. That's true. That's true. And it was really honestly in his early career when he was doing weird stuff and with Kathleen Kathleen Turner, Turner, Yeah, you know, but let's also not forget that Elijah Wood is Frodo freaking Baggins. 
So he is the star of Lord of the Rings, arguably at this point, one of the most successful movie trilogies of all time. Like, so he's also a cultural icon in and of himself. So I think maybe they connected on that regard. I could see that. And I could see Nick. I've never read that Nick is a fan of Lord of the Rings, but I can't imagine that he's not. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like right up his alley. For sure. This was Mm. a first. Mm. Uh, Elijah Wood dropped this little bomb on us. Mm. Apparently, there was a dead body discovered uh, while they were shooting. The crew at a parking lot um, just saw a, a, you know, a... A in a truck, parking lot. In a in a parking lot. Not a, not in like the middle of the woods or something. No, in a parking lot. Mm. Um, saw a truck that had just been sitting there for a few days, and they walked over, and it smelled like death. Oh no! Opened the door, and there was a there was a dead man, just chilling in there. Had been been in there for a few days, do just getting ripe. Do we know how he did? <laughs> just getting ripe. <laughs> do Do we know how he died? Was it like a heart no, attack or was it a they murder? Don't died. And Elijah Wood didn't say. (laughs) Can you call him and ask? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if we've mentioned this yet, but this movie Mm. takes place in Las Vegas. Oh, that's right. I haven't mentioned it yet. Um, So just think of the Las Vegas heat and the smell of dead bodies. Ooh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yep. Um, When are the Grammys? Usually, I mean, they're award season, so it's usually in the beginning of the year, somewhere between like January and March. So this was filmed during Grammy season. Because there was one night of shooting that had to get thrown away, all of the audio, because in Las Vegas, there were helicopters hovering over some uh, stadium, which was filming an Imagine Dragons performance for the Grammys. Because I don't think the Grammys, like, I don't, I think it's in LA, but I guess this performance for the Grammys was filmed in Vegas. In Vegas. Imagine Dragons 2016. So they tried to film and they had to just scrap everything because the audio didn't work. They scrap because the audio sucked. That sucks. Because they, they just heard helicopters the whole time. Oh, that sucks. There were a few other things from this article, but I'm going to save them for the different scenes. Okay. Okay. Um, interviewer asked some cool questions that I would want to know. So Ooh. Ooh, um, I'm excited to share those with you. Okay. We can talk about Nick. Yeah. So, uh, Nick is really good friends with Jerry Lewis, um, the Nutty the Professor. Great, the great Jerry Lewis, yeah. And this was Jerry Lewis. So, he convinced Jerry Lewis to be in this project. Um, Jerry Lewis lived in Nevada, and Nick hadn't been in a movie in Vegas in a while. Let's see. Honeymoon in Vegas, Leaving Las Vegas, Next, Wild at Heart, and Con Air. So, Next was like 2007. So, that was the last time that Nick so had filmed in Vegas. Like nine, ten years ago. Yeah. yeah. And this was 2016. So Nick reached out to Jerry Lewis. He was like, hey, man, it would mean a lot to me if you could, you know, take this really tiny role. I think it's his dad in a flashback or something. Uh, it's not a flashback, but he's in like two scenes with him. Yeah, his he, dad. he was in like a minute of yeah. of filming. So he was yeah. only there for one day. Yeah. Um, but Nick noted that as um, I want to see exactly what he said. It just mm-hmm. the greatest day of his career. The That's day it. that he got to film with Jerry Lewis. Well, and... And then he died shortly after. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I not to spoil what you were going to say or anything, but this was Jerry Lewis's last film. Yep. Yeah. So Nick Cage really Nick got Cage. it in under the wire. Yeah. And so you mentioned The Nutty Professor. For our younger listeners, there was an older version of The Nutty Professor from the 1960s before the Eddie oh, Murphy yes. version. Oh, not Eddie Murphy. Yeah, so it was, <laughs> it was Jerry Lewis and then it was Eddie Murphy. What else is Jerry Lewis known for? 
One of his great roles as well was the bellhop. Yes. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a, there's just a few great scenes. That, Jerry Lewis just is Just that hysterical. physical comedy from that era. Absolutely. He's also known as the king of comedy. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, Lewis and Martin. Was it Dean Martin? Martin and yeah, Lewis? They, they were like a duo. They would do comedy and music together. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Nick, huge fan. Um, good friends, too. That's great. So, that's really nice, really actually. Cool. I mean, you would kind of want Jerry Lewis's last role to be something more impactful than this, but mm-hmm. it, than this movie know. that broke even at the box office. Yeah, and he had one scene, and yeah. like you know, but yeah. it meant a lot to Nick. Which that's is, great. This is why we're here. And that's we're true. here for Nick. That's true. Join us on our next podcast, the Jerry Lewis Chronicles. <laughs> great balls of fire. It's Jer- it's yeah, Jerry, it's Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> Jerry it's a different Lee guy. Lewis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, when is that? Um. I'll, I'll leave us on an unfortunate note. Uh-oh. It's 2016. What's that You mean? know what that means? No. That means that Nicolas Cage and Alice Kim's 12-year marriage is over. They no. officially separated in January no. of, of 2016. No. So remind our <laughs> listeners, she's a, she was a waitress yeah. or something that he met? Waitress they... at like a sushi restaurant or something. And, and they met and they married pretty quickly within mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. Yep. They had a son. Yeah, Cal L. Cal L. Cage. The Kryptonian name of Superman is Cal L. So, oh man, it, you know, I mean, I knew that they were going to get divorced, but I really hoped that this one would go the distance. This was the longest marriage that he's ever had. Yeah. 12 yeah. years. It's pretty that's, significant. That's like, you know, it's like dog years in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, It's like truly. multiply it by seven. Well, I know? mean, you have to think about it. She wasn't a celebrity. Mm-hmm. That's true. And you find that with you know, some celebrity marriages, they don't last nearly as long as celebrities who marry non-celebrities. That's fair. Also, she, you know, not to belittle Alice Kim, Alice Kim or anything, but she was a waitress. So, you know, maybe she could travel with him and just be on set with yeah, him. Yeah, I think it was early in their marriage. What was the Lord of War? I remember she like yeah, flew she to South to Africa, Africa with him. Yeah, with him yeah, they went all over film. the globe together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they they were in several different locations for Lord of War. Right, and then they starred together in Grindhouse. Starred, yes. <laughs> it was in like two minutes of that movie. Less. Yeah, thank God we didn't watch the whole thing, no. but we will one day. We should just for completeness' sake. That's okay. You can. <laughs> I will. I will. You can, and, you and can I'll say tell you that all about it. I'll tell you yeah, all about exactly. it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's right, great. That's all this I have. A, like I said, I'll uh, refer back to that article, but I think we can get on with the plot of this movie, Nick Cage scene by Nick Cage scene. Fantastic. Yeah. So we'll we'll get into that. And there's actually a lot in the beginning that I think I'm going to sort of skip over because not a lot happens until we get into the real meat of the plot. But I should say right off the bat, as we mentioned earlier, Mustache. Nick Cage and Elijah Wood. <laughs> yes, you read my mind. He has a brilliant mustache in this movie. It's great. It's a great mustache. Do you think it's real? I don't. No. No, it didn't look real. Yeah. I it, thought I saw some glue on the side once. But scene. I think they tried to make it like part gray, part brown. Like mm. that's what the so that I think so the what gray we thought was glue. Me like glue. Yeah, but it was actually they were trying to put gray hairs in there. Gotcha. But it didn't quite look real to me. No. Wait. I don't recall now. Is mm. his hair what color was his hair? In this? It was like a dark brown. Okay, so he's dying it again. He might have had like, he went a little gray, gray for, in the temples. Oh, for Dying of the for Light. For Dying in the Light. Mm-hmm. But last week, what did we watch? Pay the Ghost. Yeah, I don't think was it was gray in that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he went back to Dying Again, it. maybe, maybe I don't recall, even in this movie, maybe there might have been just a touch of gray, like just for men, just touch, for of men touch of gray. Just for men touch of gray. We had an English teacher in high school. Who used that? It was 
abundantly clear it was these he like he had brown hair he dyed his hair brown you could tell he dyed his hair brown and then like one day he came in with these like little stripes of gray on the side of his head mr fantastic yes we watched the fantastic (laughs) four the good fantastic four earlier today but yeah anyway that's i've always i'm pretty sure it's a birthmark Mm. but the female star of what not to wear stacy yes. london yeah has this incredible just gray stripe of hair mm. and i assume it's a birthmark because i also feel like i've seen younger women who wouldn't have gone gray yet and it's like not even gray it's like white mm-hmm. i i i need that can i, <laughs> I like manipulate i think i would look like super sophisticated yeah. right yeah can I manipulate? I'm asking you, you're a geneticist. Can I manipulate my like genetic makeup no. to do that? No. Is that eugenics? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, there's the uh, the YouTuber and baker that we follow too, Claire yeah, Saffitz. Saffitz. She has that. And so does comic book character Rogue, which you don't huh. know. Doesn't Cruella DeVille kind Cruella of? Cruella <laughs> DeVille might be another one. <laughs> Anywho, we're talking about a Nick Cage movie. So like I said, I'm going to skip over a few of the early scenes just to get into the meat of the story here. So essentially what happens is Nick Cage, like I said, works in the evidence collection department of the police force. And he stumbles across a uh, file of a drug dealer who got released from jail on $200,000 bail paid in cash. Now, knowing that this guy got, like, this low-level drug dealer got paid in cash, or, or paid his bail in cash, knows that there's something bigger going on. Yeah. And we're sort of he off and access running. to, you know, that kind of money. It must be part of a larger criminal organization, is what he's thinking. So, rather than taking that to his boss and being like, we need to, you know, hunt down these people and do the right thing because we're cops, he grabs his buddy, Elijah Wood. <laughs> so, in the beginning of the movie, it's almost like it's good cop, bad cop where Elijah Wood's always smoking weed at the crime scenes and, like, he doesn't give a shit. Having sex with prostitutes. He's having sex with prostitutes. (laughs) There's this really interesting undertone of Elijah Wood's character where he must have recently gone through a divorce or a breakup or maybe even recently widowed because you see see him tapping his wedding ring a lot and you see he's really depressed when he's, like, having sex with with these prostitutes. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think Elijah Wood's great in this movie. I think he's great in a lot of things, if not everything, but... Anywho, we're here to talk about Nick. So Nick Cage grabs his buddy Elijah Wood. Oh, but I mm-hmm. think you wanted to talk about how Nick is the good cop. Oh, yes. So Nick is the good cop. Very so like, like, tightly buttoned. Yeah, and in the early scenes, he's like, I've got this great new methodology of collecting evidence, and he brings it to his captain, and he's always doing the right thing. Shows up on time. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Showers before, you know, is, I don't know. Is generally clean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So instead of doing all of that, like I said, instead of taking all of this information to his boss, he takes it to his father, Jerry Lewis, and then takes it to Elijah Wood at a bar. And right from this scene we see just a string of the most nouveau shamanic moments I think we've seen in a long time. So one of the first things is, obviously he's trying to convince Elijah Wood to to be a, his partner in, a, in, in this, and he wants Elijah Wood to tail this drug dealer and see what's going on. But he reaches over Elijah Wood, who gets like a glass of water. He grabs the lemon from the water, covers it in hot sauce, shoves the entire thing, rind and all, into his mouth and starts chewing it like it's a piece of gum. We don't see him spit it out. I assume he chews and swallows the rind. You look like you're about to say something about this scene. And then he ultimately convinces Elijah Wood to do it. 
and he's like you you like this and he goes no it's terrible i hate it but i don't know why he did we were both like why did he do that that's such a weird thing so it might be disappointing to hear this oh but this is shared in elijah wood's interview the interviewer Mm -hmm. says there's a strange moment in the trust where the two of you eat a lemon slice covered in tabasco i want to know anything about that (laughs) elijah wood laughs he says it wasn't his idea, I don't think. It was in the script. It came oh. from the minds of the directors, okay. but I'm not really sure. And then the interviewer says he eats the peel too. And Elijah Wood says, yes, he does. And then <laughs> the interviewer says, was that in the script that he eats the peel? Elijah says, yes, I think so. It said he eats the whole thing. I'd never seen or heard of that before, so I think it was made up for the film. But it's such a strange, idiosyncratic moment that's really kind of defining for the character. Mm-hmm. It's part of what I loved about the script in the film, too. Ultimately, how well-drawn these characters are. It's, there's all these little character moments, funny little idiosyncratic moments within the context of the piece without having to resort to exposition or explaining too much about who these people are. Yeah. So. I agree Might be that. disappointing that to hear that this is, while very nouveau schematic seeming, yes. likely was not. It, it I was mean, in the script. It, yeah. Wow. It was not the birth child of Nicolas Cage, although he may have put it into the heads of, of the writers. That's because true. As, as I mentioned earlier, Nick and another actor were on this project before the other actor dropped out, and then they hired Elijah Wood. So Nick was the first actor hired for this movie. So he and these directors are... They're new directors. They're new directors. So very probably very easily influenced by someone mm. with the star power like Nick Cage. So, mm. you know, I... Well, you know, Elijah Wood may not know. I feel like I feel like that could have been something that Nick wanted to do. Yeah, for sure. Similar to like how he wanted to have an eye missing. <laughs> Maybe he was like, I really want to eat a whole lemon. Yeah. Or eat a ho- or eat a live cockroach like he did well, in Vampire's Kiss. See, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. So while the interview says contrary. I'm not sure if I believe it entirely. Yeah. I'll leave that up to you, our listeners. Yes. Also, to be clear, we, when we reference him missing an eye, he had like back-to-back movies where he begged the directors to be missing an eye yeah. <laughs> until he got it. Even if it had nothing to do with the script. It had zero the plot. to do with the script or the plot. <laughs> that was back in Season was, of the Witch and then the it was, Drive uh, Angry. Drive Angry, yeah. Yeah. So he begged the director in season of The Witch to be missing an eye. And, and they were like, no. no, that makes no sense. And then the director of Drive Angry got Nick Cage by promising him that he would be missing an eye. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. But yeah, no, I, I do agree with Elijah Wood in that there are, like, Nick Cage's character in particular is such a weirdo. Very odd. So weird. And one of the weird, another weird thing he does in this scene is he's talking to Elijah Wood and he really sensually rubs his shoulder. Mm -hmm. Not sure if you recall that. Uh, Oh, yeah. Please. (laughs) I remember that one. So they go outside. They're still, Elijah Wood's still thinking it over. He's like, I don't know if I want to tell this guy he's a drug dealer. What if there is something going on? It could be dangerous and I don't really want to put my neck out there. And Nick Cage ultimately convinces him to do it. And as he convinces him to do it outside of this bar, he dumb and dumbers it where he takes the spray breath mint and sprays it backwards outside of his mouth. Like you're supposed to spray it into your mouth. Like that's a scene right out of Lloyd Christmas, dumb and dumber. Mm -hmm. So weird. Again, like it's back to back to back. These weird idiosyncrasies that. I mean, it 
could have been in the script. Makes him feel more human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a, he's a weirdo. Everybody's got their uh, weird thing. I don't think we mentioned this last week, but mm-hmm. one of the things that we said to each other while watching the movie is, can, do you know what his personality is supposed to be? Yeah. And it's so obvious in this one. He's mm-hmm. just fucking weirdo. Yeah, he's a little odd. He's a little off. But he, you know, he usually means well until he doesn't later. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, in the last movie, it was like, what is his personality? I, the last like, three movies, it's like, what is his personality? He rarely has one. I and that it's, it, he's, he's one extreme or the other. Yeah, true. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's what's lampooned on, uh, Saturday Night Live whenever, right. he, whenever, whenever Andy Samberg does his impression <laughs> of him, it's, I either whisper every line or I scream every line. <laughs> So anyhow, Elijah Wood ultimately agrees to do, to tail this guy for a little while, and Nick Cage screams at him. It's the spirit. You are a badass. <laughs> Which is great, but oh, just you wait, there's a scream coming oh later. God. I haven't heard a scream like the one later since like Xandoli. <laughs> Incredible. We'll get to it. So Nick Cage and Elijah Wood tail this drug dealer to his job at a hotel casino in Vegas, where he shows up every day, on time, he does his job, and he leaves. So Nick Cage decides to take a closer look, gets out of the car, walks through traffic, puts his hand up, and points at cars to get them to stop. Again, back to back to back, all these like weird acting choices, but it works for the character He's in this movie. He's a police officer. Yeah, but he doesn't like show his badge. He's wearing plain clothes. So He's got the... the- you know the courage and the i guess yeah he yeah he's got the he's got the balls to be yeah. like yeah yeah the confidence to be like i'll do anything right. yeah because i'm a cop nobody's gonna hurt in me vegas yeah <laughs> he gets into the hotel lobby and elijah wood catches up to him and is like you can't just go addre- address this guy actually he is dressed as a cop in this scene so oh yeah yeah he goes he's like you can't just go up to this guy dressed as a cop and nick cage just starts saying his name like david david stay positive dude <laughs> very weirdly so nick cage decides to go undercover as a hotel worker and it's a montage of him doing again weird shit he's waddling down the hallways as he walks he's doing dance moves he's like being a buffoon and dropping things until we ultimately find out that this drug dealer who's like a waiter or something at this at this hotel restaurant he takes a big bag to the laundry truck every day and nick cage isn't allowed anywhere near the laundry truck so they tail the laundry truck to a convenience store where Nick Cage pays a homeless man to go in and take pictures of not just the homeless man's penis, but uh, but also take pictures of inside the convenience store or the, or the grocery store where they discover there is a freezer in the back that's locked with chains. It's locked tightly, and they look up some records and find that they installed a high, highly expensive, highly secure safe in that freezer so they know that there's something in there it's either drugs or money or something so nick cage and elijah wood's plan now is to break into the apartment that's on top of the grocery store and get a powerful drill and to have drill like a periscope down, down there yes so that <laughs> they can drill through the floor into the door of the safe the bolt, to look yeah. to look at the uh the code the combination code the combination lock yeah 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 for the for the safe inside the freezer in this grocery store really complicated but it's very like italian job almost to go through the floor right so in order to get this drill nick cage is starting to speak 
poor, poorly speaking German on the phone, which is another <laughs> no great sense. scene. It was it was awesome. Then they're like figuring out their plan, and Elijah Wood tapes they go to some like big gravel lot and elijah wood has the floor plan taped out on the ground Mm -hmm. that uh that was filmed on the roof of a pretty famous hotel in uh, vegas okay i wasn't sure what that was it was a roof it was a roof rooftop cool so nick cage because he's on the roof of this hotel and he's closer to the sun he (laughs) he starts zinking up his nose while they're talking through their plan and he's like barely if you don't attention. know what zinking up his nose means because it's not like a real sentence it's just putting like sunscreen on his nose yeah but it's it's like the zinc sunscreen yeah, so it stays white exactly it's like what you see lifeguards wearing right it, yeah. or like in old movies yeah exactly like a jerry lewis movie probably right yeah or what in old movies like what people put on their kids before they had them run out in on the beach yeah it's just like very white and it doesn't rub in yeah yeah so <laughs> i forgot I, he did that. i even wrote down in that scene i was like these guys are fucking weird yes <laughs> i wrote that down i was like these guys are so weird so what you get from being a cop in las vegas yeah I guess. and no one was gambling in the entire movie <laughs> no no it was, it was very little about gambling in this movie so you had me write down what you thought was the worst scene which is nick cage goes looking for a an arms dealer because he's looking for guns because he knows that there's a tenant above the grocery store so they gotta maybe kidnap this tenant and he goes looking for guns and he stumbles across an arms dealer named bobo and he just whispers to himself he's like like through the files he's like her bobo that's great and that was the whole scene and you hated it I was like, why is this, like, why? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was, like, fine. <laughs> it set up the next scene, which is that he meets with this Bobo guy. I don't think that that scene was necessary, though. Probably not. But <laughs> he meets with this Bobo guy, and he hides a bullet in his glasses, glasses case. case. So that when this guy brings the guns out, he was like, all right, let me get my glasses and take a look at these guns. He puts a bullet in one of the guns and shoots the guy square in the head. That was, was that was wild. That was a major turn for this character, too, because it was like, oh, he's a killer. Yeah. Like, oh, OK. He's a gonna, bad cop. He's hor- <laughs> He's a horrible man. <laughs> so yeah, not just a bad cop. He's a bad person. Absolutely. So he and Elijah Wood are prepping for the heist. They're getting everything together. And for some reason, he turns into Christopher Walken when (laughs) they have this little playful argument about, I thought you were supposed to get the van. No, you were supposed to get the van. And Nick Cage just goes, it was a joke. (laughs) Hasn't he done stuff like that before? Yeah, he's done Shatner. He's done Walken. He's done, you know. Lewis. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure. Maybe it was a, a callback to something Jerry Lewis said. Okay, so. Nick Cage in the next scene picks up Elijah Wood in not just a van, but a minivan, like a soccer mom minivan with mm-hmm. automatic doors. Amazing. They go, they take their equipment to this place, knowing that there's a tenant who lives up there. Break into the, the place. The apartment above the freeze, the whatever, the yeah, lock. Yeah, yeah. The lock, the safe. <laughs> <laughs> I just blindly agree with The locked safe. You. Yes. So they go in. Turns out there's a man and a woman up there. They tie them up. Elijah Wood leaves to go get something out of the van, comes back. Nick Cage shot the guy. The girl's still alive, but he said, the guy made a move. I had to kill him. Who knows if that's actually true? Because we didn't see it. So they start drilling, and they get about halfway through, drilling through the ground and through this insanely thick safe. (laughs) And when they get halfway through, Elijah Wood decides to stop to go get some food. 
and he grabs some I, they look like meatball subs maybe and they stop and they're sitting there <laughs> no, it was, and wasn't it like buffalo chicken i don't remember it doesn't matter but <laughs> nick cage they're just talking and nick cage <laughs> takes a bite and he goes <laughs> and he winces and he looks like he's in pain and elijah wood's like he what's makes wrong a, he makes a face and, an, and a noise that i've never associated with like any well first of all anything but especially associated with someone's opinion of what well that's what elijah wood goes what's wrong and nick cage goes they changed the recipe it still has my approval and he takes another bite (laughs) (laughs) so weird such a weirdo so then there's a really tense... And just remember, he has a yeah. mustache through all of them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's like little bits of meatball or buffalo chicken come off his mustache. I'm not sure if that's true. It's kind of far away, but still. I just mean like whenever you're thinking of how weird this man is, don't yeah. forget that he also has a mustache. Yeah, yeah. Like he's kind of a nerdy guy and a weird guy, but he's also like a killer. So it's this weird <laughs> combination of things. So there's a sense, a tense scene that comes up after this where like a local security guard or a local beat cop shows up to mm. this place and Nick Cage, Elijah Wood's trying to talk this guy away. He's like, hey, we're doing a stakeout. You can't, you can't be here. And Nick Cage is holding a gun from the window the whole time. And like the girl who's tied up tries to escape and they have to grab her. It's it like a really, tense. yeah, absolutely. Really, really tense scene. Then they're drilling and like I said, they were about halfway through. They get almost to the end, and the drill breaks. So now what do they do? Nick Cage decides to leave the drill bit in, and they have a giant sledgehammer, so they're going to try to bang through because they're, they're so close. They're only a quarter of an inch left. Mm-hmm. They're trying to bang it through, and Nick Cage is like, all right, well, well, Elijah Wood, why don't you, you use the sledgehammer? And he's holding the drill bit for him so that Elijah Wood can hit the hammer, and it's a small target. And he says something along the lines of like, you didn't have any coffee this morning, did you? jk <laughs> he says he says JK. jk yeah which at this point rereading my notes i was like i could see this movie being like a buddy a dark comedy buddy cop between like two young female cops i could easily see oh, this happening yeah. with the script at hand i could see that but, but they they opted to go with elijah wood <laughs> nicholas and nicholas cage, cage jk <laughs> so that doesn't work that sledgehammer and that jk bit doesn't work so nick cage decides to use all of the gunpowder that he's got in his guns and build a small little bomb and that yeah. works and they are able to break through and get the camera down there he plays it, dead he plays dead and scares the shit out of elijah wood that's, and that's, that's just fun. fun yeah yeah and that was like a, again a fun little respite from the tense scenes because there's another tense scene coming up where he's got to use this really sensitive camera to look through and write down. And Elijah Wood's downstairs. He's at the front of the safe, the the door of the safe. And he's got to write down. He's got to crack it. He's got to write down the code on the door. And it's really tense. They're they're not sure if they have it on. And if they get it wrong in the last one, there's all these fail safes in place. So we'll never be able to open it. So so to set the scene, like Nick is above in the apartment with Mm -hmm. like going through the hole of the drill bit with the periscope. And I guess the way that these pad or these um, combination locks work is, I mean, I know that you, you, if you've probably seen movies before where they do yeah. this, where they, you know, they're like listening for the click. But Nick is watching, I guess, the, yeah, whatever, the, like the, the inner mechanics yeah, of, yeah. of the combination lock, like move so that he knows exactly, you know, what the code would be. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's really tense because he'll be like, okay, stop, that's it. And then he, he'll write down, the Elijah would write down the code. And then on the third one, he's like, stop, I, I think that's one it. I'm not sure. And so yeah. if you get this wrong, it's all over for us. This was right. all for nothing. Like we killed the guy. We drilled through this mm-hmm. place for nothing. But they get it. They open it. They both get down to the safe, open it up. It's bright white, tons like of- Like sterile. Almost like empty looking, but there's panels on the walls. Like so, some really rich person's jewelry like closet. And that's exactly what it is. They <laughs> o- they open up the panels and there's little cases. It's This place is filled with diamonds. So they're diamond smugglers of some kind. So Elijah Wood, somewhat smart. Which didn't we learn from watching Uncut Gems that every diamond has some type of like, I don't know, like a number assigned to there it was, or some way that you know yeah. you know where it came from so you know like what what were they expecting to do with these diamonds like where did they think they, they could, were going to sell them they could probably find a, a some fence, black market as they call it yeah, yeah yeah or you know they could hightail it to a different country or something yeah which is true. actually what they mentioned right that they're they gonna, gonna go to do the Bahamas. yeah so elijah wood somewhat smartly they they reconvene back up in the apartment upstairs and somewhat smartly looks at all the bags that nick cage brought and goes, you brought the exact right amount of bags to take all these diamonds away. And then Elijah Wood also looks over at a, a wall in the apartment, and it's a hidden door, and he opens it up, and there's assault rifles and heavy artillery in there. And he opens up an ottoman, and there's like a desert eagle, like a giant handgun in mm-hmm. the ottoman. Golden. Yeah, like, like the golden <laughs> gun from, from James Bond. It's not mm-hmm. golden, but, but Elijah Wood starts getting really suspect of nick cage he's like you knew what this was you 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 were just waiting for some young dumb cop like me to right. go along with your plan because you need someone to frame right right so while elijah wood is sort of sussing this out nick cage has another interesting acting choice where he confronts the girl that's that's still tied up and now she's in the bathroom so he's in the bathroom with her and he's singing to her whose guns are those whose guns are those and she's like i don't know i don't know but very interesting choice (laughs) so because elijah wood is so suspect of him he runs downstairs to the safe closes the door and wipes off the code to the The combination the combination code and wipes it off because he had to handwrite it on the outside of the door so he knows it but nick doesn't because when nick was saying okay okay stop yeah. Elijah would just write down the number but would not verbalize it. So yep. there would be no way that, you know, Nick would know what the code was. Right. So this is another great scene. And I think one of the great parts about the scene is the way it's lit because there are these like bright red lights mm-hmm. that highlight the two of them in the scene. But they start arguing and Nick Cage lays into Elijah Wood screaming. Open it! Open it! Wow. Amazing. Like a hundred times he screams, open it. I lost it. That was awesome. (laughs) I have not seen that passion in Nick Cage's eyes in quite some time in his career. Yeah. So it's left a little ambiguous at first as to whether or not Nick Cage, because Nick Cage is pointing a gun at Elijah Wood this whole time. Right. So it's left a little ambiguous as to whether he shot Elijah Wood or if Elijah Wood opened the safe. And it turns out he opened the safe. They pack up their bags. Nick Cage and Elijah Wood go back up to the apartment to clean everything up. And once again, Elijah Wood's having a change of heart. 
and he's talking to the girl and he's like if you do everything i say you'll be safe he grabs the gun from the ottoman and shoots nick cage as he walks in they have a brief firefight but elijah wood got him got the better of him shoots him nick cage is dead that's the last nick cage scene but that's not the end of the movie Elijah Wood puts all the diamonds back thinking that there's something bigger going on and he doesn't want a target on his back. So he's going to and he takes the girl into the van and real quick, though. Yeah. Earlier in the movie. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Okay, go ahead. But yeah. And so he takes the girl into the van and he's like, I'm going to drop you off somewhere. But earlier in the movie, she was like, I've got a kid. I've got to call my kid and My, my husband or my husband to take care of my kid. And so she must have said some kind of code because a van with like a like a utility van with that number on it shows up, that phone number. Mm-hmm. And uh, they fire one shot right into his head and the girl escapes. Yeah. And the movie ends there. Wow. I, a surprise. Was, yeah. I mean, s- super tense moments, but also mm-hmm. really funny moments and then strange moments. Absolutely. So... Overall, like a, a just an interesting movie to watch, I would say. For sure. I would definitely recommend this movie. Mm-hmm. This isn't one of those ones where I'm like, yeah, it's a nothing movie yeah. like we've seen recently. Um, this one was, was pretty good, I thought, um, honestly. Do you have any other closing thoughts? No, I'm trying to think of like another movie that we watched recently that we also enjoyed that would be like I, on a similar level as i think this. on a similar level as this seeing as how it's sort of thrilling in cop drama i would say similar to the frozen ground yeah i could see that yeah so anyhow i think that's going to do it unless you have any other closing thoughts shall we get into some nick cage awards no i thoroughly enjoyed this one yeah this was good so best supporting actor elijah wood elijah wood Jerry Lewis, probably the only other one. Probably yeah, I mean, Elijah Wood had more to do. I'll say Elijah Wood and then, and you know, honorable, honorable mention. mention would be Jerry Lewis since it's his last, his last movie. movie. Yeah. Uh, best dressed. I mean, he's got a mustache. We didn't mention when they break into the apartment, they're wearing like ski goggles and ski masks so you yeah, can't see their face. I feel like we've seen him wear stuff like that before. Maybe when he's undercover disguised he's dressed as like, as like a, a waiter. pool boy or a waiter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Does he wear glasses in more than one scene? He wore, yeah, maybe. Sunglasses on? Yeah, I mean, he wears glasses when he uh, is talking to the arms dealer. That's how he yeah, gets no, the bullet. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I, yeah. That's what I meant. Mm. I don't know if he does it more than one scene or not. No, I mean, he's wearing, he's wearing like a polo for most of the movie. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty av- dressed like an yeah. average man. So anything in stand out there? No, I'll give it to like his undercover costume. Okay, good. Uh, worst scene. Is it the Bobo that's great? Huh, Bobo that's great. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? I think there were too many throwaway scenes. No, I mean, I glossed over a lot in the beginning. Yeah. So you could give it to the scene in the beginning. that Like, they're investigating a crime scene, him and Elijah Wood and a few other cops. Yeah, you know what? That, I, that didn't really pull me in. No, I feel like I learned more about the characters Later. throughout the movie. Like it, it wasn't because of the that. No, first I don't scene. think that that exposition was necessary. Yeah. So I'll give it to that just because I, uh, that scene made me worry that I wasn't going to like this movie. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, best Nick Cage scene. <sighs> I really enjoyed the German scene. Ooh, it's brief. Yeah, but it's it's quality. It is quality. I don't know if you're gonna put the audio in there from it probably not because okay. he doesn't scream but i yeah. mean you know i can i guess <laughs> yeah hello einen moment 
einen Moment. Äh, <lacht> ja, gut. Äh, ich brauche einen, der so bohrt. Äh, äh, warte, warte. I don't know, what, what are you thinking? There's so many. Yeah, I think it's either... The, the lemon scene. <laughs> the lemon scene is great. I don't know. He from... also massages his shoulder in that scene. Yeah, I think I think for me, it's it's probably the end, even though it's going to go to best scream. That is a great scene. The open it? The open it. That's what I think, but yeah. it's up to you. Now... Let me let me throw this out there for yeah, you. Now this yeah, might add yeah. another wrinkle. Okay. We are coming to the end of February. Next month is March. Oh right, and we're, we're going to do, do another March, March Madness, Madness where yeah. I'll take the be- what we call the best scene from every movie and pit them against each Whoa. other. Whoa. Okay. I think that the last scene would be a better contender. I th- I agree. Yeah. And I think that it should have a strong presence in our March Madness yeah, bracket. Yeah, because we've watched some stinkers. We watched some really bad in ones. This last year. So I don't even know who the fuck I'm rooting for, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll give okay. it to that. All right. Sounds good. Uh, then what is next? A best screen. Also. It's also that. It's, it's also be. open it, open it, open it. And the most interesting acting choice, otherwise known as the most nouveau shamanic moment. Seeing as how the lemon wasn't in the script, that's a little disappointing because I, 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 I feel like I that was, was going an obvious. To give it to it. Ooh, I mean, the other obvious is the exhale when he's eating the sandwich. <gasps> yes, that. <laughs> I think everything else he's is stuff we've seen him do before. Pain, and then it's just because they changed the recipe, <laughs> <laughs> which feels like the kind of drama that I can relate to. <laughs> like I'm sure that the script said. This, wince or something this yeah it said looks disgusted or like disappointed or looks something. disappointed and says oh they changed the recipe but it's but i'll eat it anyway <laughs> he does that yeah. all right han that's gonna do it i think for the nick cage awards where are we ranking this one i would say pretty high i would agree He's with you very cagey he he does some weird shit in this that's for sure so let me see if I can find Where the frozen Kick-Ass? ground. Kickass is, I believe, number ten. Okay, it's higher than that. You think it's better than Kickass? No, like higher. Oh, oh, not okay, lower. gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So for comparison, the frozen ground is number twenty-six. Okay, but he's not cagey in the he's frozen ground. He's, the frozen he's ground. a good actor in it. He's just mm-hmm. not cagey. Mm-hmm. Me... What's like between those two? Sure. Number twenty is Red Rock West. Okay. What's nineteen? World Trade Center. 18. Con Air. I'll put it between them. That sounds good to me. So now, Han, I have a very important question for you. Seeing as how it is almost March, mm-hmm. and we're about to do our March Madness, mm-hmm. I'm sure, next month. Mm-hmm. We just watched our 75th Nick Cage movie. Should we run down the list real quick? What do you say? We go from bottom up? From worst from to best? From worst to best? Let's sounds do great. It. Number 75, A Christmas Carol, animated, terrible. <laughs> number 74, Industrial Symphony Number 1, The Dream of the Brokenhearted, David Lynch, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> number 73, Time to Kill, Italian, terrible. <laughs> number 72, Captain Corelli's Mandolin, <laughs> also terrible. Number 71 was one we watched recently that was Outcast. <laughs> That was real bad. Uh, number seventy, one of my least favorites, "The Boy in Blue." Oh. 
Number 69, nice. Amos and Andrew. <laughs> number 68, Rage. Tell me one thing about the movie Rage. Not taken. <laughs> it's it's similar to taken, but not taken. I really blanked, and I was like, I need you to remind me. <laughs> number 67, another animated movie. The Ant Bully, 66, uh, another animated movie. Astro Boy. 65, another recent one, Left Behind. 64, another recent one, Pay the Ghost. 63 another recent one the runner 62 the runner you don't remember the bp bp oil spill Uh, where he's the politician that's not based on real life and has a terrible message uh number 62 bringing out the dead Mm -hmm. followed by city of angels season (laughs) one of my favorite songs is from that movie yeah i'm surprised city of angels is that low but he's just so not cagey and it's a bad movie sucks yeah 60 season of the witch yikes 59 ghost rider spirit of vengeance 58 zandali one of my absolute black it out black it out black it out (laughs) very reminiscent of open it open it open it (laughs) 57 it could happen to you cotton candy (laughs) 56 seeking justice I don't remember uh, that. No. Oh, his wife, he pays someone to get revenge on his wife. Oh, but yeah, he has yeah, to yeah, repay yeah. them. Not taken. Yes, <laughs> it's got a taken vibe. Uh, 55, Trespass. That's Not the home invasion taken? movie. Uh, I think. With Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman was in a movie with him? I'm pretty sure that was the, that was the movie where everybody pointed guns at each other, but nobody <laughs> fired a single shot. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason I remember is because a buddy of mine listened to that episode of ours recently, and he thought that was really funny. (laughs) Wow. We watched that, didn't we? Mm -hmm. 54, Wild at Heart. 53, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Oh, my God. So many still shots of lizards. 52, Firebirds. Oh, the Apache helicopters. 51, Rumblefish. Mm, Rumblefish. 50, Never on Tuesday. That one was fun. But he was barely in it. 49, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He was also barely in that one. It was his first. 48, Grindhouse. Mm. 47, Peggy Sue Got Married. Mm -hmm. That's probably Mm -hmm. too high for you. (laughs) (laughs) He's cagey in it, though. That is true. 46, The Cotton Club. Mm. 45, Guarding Tess. Oh, my God. Why is that so high? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Or low, whatever. 44, G-Force. Ugh. 43, The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Uh, 42, Stolen. Oh my god, not taken. 41, Moonstruck. 40, Sunny. Oh wow. 39, Trapped in Paradise. Bless you. (laughs) 38, Valley Girl. 37, Knowing. 36, Wind Talkers. Now we start getting into better movies, I think. 35, Bangkok Dangerous. I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. 34, Lord of War. 33, The Croods. Were we high when we ranked these? 32, (laughs) Snake Eyes. 31, Birdie. 30, Honeymoon in Vegas. 29, 8mm. 28, Dying of the Light. 27, The Frozen Ground. 26, Drive Angry. 25, Gone in 60 Seconds. Here we go. 24, Next. Love it. 23, Matchstick Men. Yes. 22, The Rock. Uh Uh-huh. 21, Red Rock West. Beautiful. 20, World Trade Center. Oh, tragic. 19, The Trust. This one. 18, Con Air. 
Yeah. 17, Kiss of Death. Moi. 16, Raising Arizona. The first, Elijah Wood. <laughs> okay. That's what he said. It was his first memory of mm-hmm. Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. 15, Best of Times. The, that was They the truly first. were. Uh, 14, Racing with the Moon. Mm, your favorite. That one was great. Uh, 13, National Treasure Book of Secrets. Oh, God. 12, Ghost Rider. 11, Joe. 10. Mm, Joe was good. Here we go. Top 10. Let's do it. 10, Kick, Kick Ass. Ass. 9, The Family Man. Ooh, classic. Eight, the Weatherman. Also a classic. 7, Adaptation. Even more of a classic. Speaking of classics, number six is Face Off. Face Off is the classic <laughs> the, to end all classics. The classic. And now we get into our top five. Let, I'm not ready. Hold on. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Number five, The Wicker Man. Yuck. <laughs> that movie's great. <laughs> number four, Leaving Las Vegas. That's oh, a legitimate tragic, tragic. movie. Number three, National Treasure. It is a national treasure. It absolutely is. That film is is a national treasure. And And here we go. Two films that should be national treasures, but aren't. (laughs) Two films that no one's ever seen. Number two, Deadfall. Deadfall. And number one, Vampire's Kiss. Wow. Another of Elijah Wood's favorites. He has good taste. If you haven't seen any of those movies in the top five, highly recommend any of them. Except for Wicker Man. (laughs) Oh, watch Wicker Man when you're... Like looking to make fun of a movie with a group of people or something. It's yeah, so fun. Get like drunk first or high or oh something. Oh my God. It's so fun. It's so bad. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. So if you're looking for a way to hate women. <laughs> oh my God. That's the worst part is that the message of that movie is like, look at what happens when women take over society. It's terrible. It's terrible. And that's why it's number five. <laughs> well, it's number five because we got so much enjoyment out of making fun of it. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Well, next we can. We're going back downhill because we're God. watching a movie called Dog Eat Dog. Who? It is Nick Cage teaming back up with Willem Dafoe. I'm getting whiplash over here. <laughs> you remember him in uh, Wild at Heart? It was Willem oh, Dafoe. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, way back when. They've both aged gracefully. <laughs> Willem Dafoe aged like an old shoe. <laughs> he's so wrinkly. He's he's so menacing looking. So they're mafiosos or something. That's that's the description. The description awesome. on IMDb says mafiosos or something. Really? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I'm so gullible. <laughs> so it's got a fifty percent run tomatoes. So this that's one had sixty. Terrible. So we're we're working that's... our way back down. But I will say the week after next is Snowden, okay, which is cool. an, a legitimate movie. I'm interested to see that. But then we have like 10 movies in a row that we've never, never heard, heard of. Never <laughs> Until we get- Mandy, right? What's that? Mandy's coming. It's or is that like 2019 or 2018? Yeah, it's between Snowden and the next movie I've heard of, which is Teen Titans Go to the Movies. I don't want to see that. We have to watch it I then. don't want to. He voices Superman. He I... finally gets his chance. <laughs> I think I've seen my share of animated movies for this podcast. No, you've got at least two more. The Croods, two. Three more, sorry. What's the other one? Oh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That like, one's good, I though. like Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. All right. That's going to do it. That is it. And always remember, we are here for you through Nick and Finn. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. <laughs> now, freak out!